This is Norman Kissinger from Redeeming the Time Brothers Ministries and Podcast. Gene Kissinger and I are two brothers that spent our life as pastors and ministers of the gospel. And uh, we want to move into um, the computer age by beginning to do um, more ministry online and to uh, put more stuff online. We spent most of our time preaching to individual churches and uh, preaching in the traditional way. And as we move into end times, we want to be able to bring to uh, this internet generation uh, the principles of the old-fashioned Christianity. One of the problems with Christianity today is that um, even though it has the modern technology and uh, all of the wonderful um, ability to be able to give the gospel and take the gospel around the world, what it's missing is the old-fashioned principles that have made uh, Christianity successful according to the Bible, because you can't improve upon the principles of the New Testament. The Apostle Paul used the Roman road, literally, and all the stones that are still here today over in Europe uh, to carry the gospel all over the world. Uh, and of course, we can use the internet, uh, just like a generations before us used radio and television, and generations before that preached from the backs of wagons. But whatever the different generations would use, uh, they were using what was in that generation in order to give the gospel to their generation, and that was um, exactly what God would want them to do. And so we're going to continue with that process here in redeeming the Time Brothers Ministries by doing the same thing. I'm going to talk today a little bit about something that's very disreputable in the church today, uh, the subject of repentance. Today the church has focused so much on grace and God's love that it is uh, completely pretty much thrown out the idea of repentance as something that is important in the Christian life. And I understand why the church has done that, because my generation, which is the Xer Boomer generation and the traditionalist generation before that, had made, um, uh, came up with almost a Phariseeistic version of, a, of the Christian faith. And that Phariseeistic sort of version of the Christian faith meant that it was based on your works and um, acting a certain way, and everybody was running around telling everybody else how they had to live. and. And, uh, and, and so in doing so, we had created a almost Galatians works type of a um, mindset about the gospel. And that's where this generation is 100% correct. The truth is, is that um, uh, Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection must cover every sin I've ever committed, past, present, or intentional or unintentional. And if he doesn't do that, I can't get into heaven. And so certainly we need God's grace, and it's only God's grace that gets us into heaven, not any work of righteousness on our part that does so. But because of that, the idea of repentance got thrown out because repentance got irreversibly linked with condemnation. Condemnation and repentance are two totally different things. Condemnation comes from the world. It comes from our own hearts when we know we've done something wrong. It comes from uh, the kingdom of darkness. Condemnation has no spiritual uh, uh, validity to it whatsoever. Uh, condemnation is just a realization that, uh, that I'm, <clears throat> I'm a sinner or have done something wrong 
and uh, it has no ability to be able to bring about any kind of a restoration for the wrong that was done. Satan wants us to hate us and hate God and hate the world and and uh, because that just plays right into his purposes. Uh, but repentance has nothing to do with condemnation. Repentance is simply two ideas, both of them found in the words, the Hebrew word in the Old Testament for repentance literally means to make a 180 degree turn. And that means to basically change everything about our life. So when we become a Christian, we make a 180 degree turn. The Apostle Paul, as I've been reading, rereading through the Old New Testament, has been talking about how that um, once you live like this, but now you no longer, once you lived in this kind of sin, but you didn't do it anymore. And he talked about a complete change of life. People who were temple prostitutes, who were uh, evil, mean, murderous Roman soldiers, who were, um, uh, who were idol worshipers, who were... Uh, um, living in all kinds of adultery and idolatry and fornication, uh, the Apostle Paul said that they lived in those lifestyles, but they have not since then. They had turned those lifestyles and they were living into a totally different lifestyle after that. So the process of repentance uh, is changing one's life. Uh, the other thing about repentance is repentance in the New Testament, and in very much keeping with the Greek language that the New Testament was written in and the Greek mindset of the New Testament, uh, the Greek word for, for repentance is to change one's mind. It means to have a totally different um, mindset about what we, we believed before. And it carried with it the idea that obviously if I change my mind, I'm probably going to change my behavior or I haven't really changed my mind. And so both of those ideas encompass the idea of what repentance is in its most basic form. Now, I'd like to say, and I'll develop this a little further as we go along in time, but repentance is something that only God can give us. I think that when we get grace from God, we can repent. We have to humble ourselves, and we have grace then to be able to repent, admit that they were wrong, able to um, uh, go into a place of repentance before God. Repentance is vitally important to the church today. Uh, the church needs to be repenting so that the world can start repenting. We need repentance probably more than we need anything else in the church right at this moment. And as we repent, then we have the ability for God to be able to work among us and be able to do his work. But repentance is not easy because repentance, of course, is admitting some things about myself that I just simply do not want to admit. And that's why repentance has been hard for any age, is repentance requires a change of my belief about myself. But the wonderful thing is when somebody has repented, is repentance is not a condemnation, but a sense of sweet forgiveness from the Lord, a sense of cleanness, a sense that I've made things right between him and I, and everything is going to be all right, and I again can have a relationship, I can hear his voice, and um, I can be uh, again, and I can have his power in prayer, and a lot of other benefits for the repentant church, as we'll see here in uh, the book of Acts. And so we're going to start with Acts uh, chapter 1, verse 14. And it really talks about the church right after they had gotten to the place where uh, Jesus has gone back into heaven and the church was gathering together and they were uh, getting ready to start the mission that God had given to them, which was to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, uh, as is found in the first part of the uh, book of Acts chapter 1. 
Uh, but I want to focus on verse 14 for just a second, which says, These all, talking about all of the, of the disciples that were there at the time, uh, and um, continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, and with his brothers. And so uh, in this passage here, the early church started off, and we will find as we kind of do a study of the book of Acts, that these people spent not a whole lot of time just giving the gospel to other people or studying God's word, and both of those are very important. One of the most important missions and things that they did was the process and the ministry of prayer. Now, we may talk about this more because I've been reading all the old classics as a pastor, and I think that every Christian should go back and read those old um, uh, classics, uh, people like E.M. Bounds and uh, um, Andrew Murray and R.A. Torrey and Charles Spurgeon and um, many of these old pastors from the late 1800s and early 1900s. And I have to say that those men and men in church history, they were people that knew how to pray. There were men and women who knew how to pray and they knew how to get things from God. And so I notice here that one of the first things that the church did in order for repentance to happen, we've been calling for revival. But in order for that to happen is that they began the process of prayer. They continued in one accord in prayer, and because of that, they were able to make a difference in the world around them. Now, the book of Acts chronicles pretty much what happened from the death of Jesus, obviously, all the way up until the Apostle Paul is in, um, is in Rome. And literally, this takes in uh, all of the middle to uh, middle part of the first century. And by 100 AD, most of the world at that time, at least most of the Roman world, had already heard about the gospel. And in fact, all of the apostles uh, that were alive at that time went everywhere from, tradition says, into North Africa. Uh, some believe that the apostle Paul might have already made it all the way up to Britain, but certainly the gospel made it there, uh, all the way over into India. Uh, Mark is credited with potentially going up into Russia. And except for China and the and the um, lands which it wasn't very many centuries after that that even they received the gospel the entire known world at the time had received the gospel of the lord jesus christ within this hundred years how in the world did they get that done with all the persecution and everything that was going on well i submit to you that they got that done because of the process of prayer and um and as they humbled themselves before god and stayed in a spirit of repentance God was able to use them, and he, would, he was able then, because of their humility, to pour his spirit on them in a mighty way and do a mighty work through the early church, something that we have lost. He didn't say in the book of Chronicles that we were to um, preach the gospel and read the Bible and therefore that we would um, be blessed. He said, tells us in the book of Chronicles that if we, his people who are called by his name, would humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, then he would hear from heaven and heal the land. And so that passage there bringing about repentance through prayer was God's way of doing his mighty work. The church today needs to know how to practice the wonderful spiritual um, uh, uh, process, I don't know a better word for it, of repentance in order to be able to gain uh, God's favor 
and uh, to gain his power for these end times. And so next time we'll continue with the book of Acts and talk about what process I see here in the first couple of chapters of the book of Acts that brought about God's power through repentance that happened as these people continued with their prayers and something the church needs to do in order to be able to be effective for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.